You're listening to the Disney One by One podcast, a chronological look at every Disney animated classic and beyond. Here's your host, Mike Rolfing. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us on Disney One by One. This is our first official episode. Uh, You may have listened to the intro, but this is the first movie on the list of over 50 Disney movies that we'll be going through. Feel free to check us out on any of your favorite social media platforms. We're everywhere at Disney1x1, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And if you could leave us a rating and review on iTunes, it would be much appreciated. Today, we are featuring Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And as always, my brother, David Rolfing. David, welcome to Disney One by One. Hello, everyone. I'm glad to be back to talk about these dwarfs, not dwarves, as you might think. It's spelled with an F. Very strange. These are not Lord of the Rings dwarves. These are Walt Disney dwarfs. Yes. If you could pick a dwarf name for yourself, what would it be? From this movie? Yeah, well, yeah, or make something up. Oh, man. You're sneezy, totally. <laughs> well, now that, I, now that I live in Denver, my allergies have gotten significantly better, so that's good. All right, well, well David growing up had to get weekly, monthly, weekly? Weekly allergy shots due to his terrible allergies to to just the St. Louis environment in general. Yeah, not fun. I guess that would be my dwarf name, though. All right, what would you give me? Dopey. <laughs> uh, how about happy? <laughs> I don't know about that. You could also be sleepy because I've witnessed you trying to wake up in the morning. <laughs> so, yeah, we're talking Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. For future episodes, we'll have special guests on joining us. But for this premiere episode, I thought it could just be us brothers discussing the first ever Disney animated classic. And now, our feature presentation. The world premiere of Walt Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Rarely has Hollywood been so agog over the opening of a motion picture. Um, A little history lesson for you all. Um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs came out in 1937. It premiered in December, December 21st, at the Carthay Circle Theater in Hollywood, which I don't think is there anymore. However, at Disney's California Adventure Park in Anaheim, they have reconstructed the Carthay Circle, and it is a very nice restaurant. I have eaten dinner there. Anyway, I digress about Disney parks, as I constantly will. Snow White started as like a as like a German fairy tale from the 19th century. Um, the Brothers Grimm took it in 1812, and then Disney took a hold of it in the late 30s to make it his first full-length cell animated feature film, and the first ever full-length uh, animated feature film. It was groundbreaking at the time. Walt Disney is credited as producer. I'm sure he had a large hand in it. Um, there are six credited directors. A guy named David Hand is listed as the supervising director. Again, it premiered in December of 1937 and then nationwide in February of 1938. Um, it was a huge success. It became the highest grossing sound film of all time. Um, adjusted for inflation, it is still in the top 10 all time in the North American box office at 418 million. In the following year, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves um, received a special Oscar at the 11th Academy Awards, which I've actually seen in person. In San Francisco at the Walt Disney Family Museum, they have the special Oscar and it is one large Oscar with seven miniature ones, unlike a descending descending staircase (laughs) to represent the dwarves. So Snow White, a huge movie for the history of animation, the history of film. It jump-started this revolution in animation It is certainly what we have to thank for the success of Disney 
and the success of animated films in general. I have a couple historical facts that you probably don't know to throw in there. Yeah, go for it. So Walt actually came up with the idea of telling the story when he was 15. He saw a play of Snow White, which was an old fairy tale that they didn't write um, when he was 15 years old. So he had the idea from the movie for pretty much his entire life until he started animating. And nobody thought it'd be the success that it was. They originally budgeted 250000 and that ballooned up to $1.5 million. He had to sell his own house to finance the movie. Obviously, it was successful, but it was a huge risk in his part. And even his wife thought that he would fail and wouldn't, um, that they'd lose their house and that the movie wouldn't make any money. Yeah, and, and that investment seemed to be worth it when now adjusted for inflation, it's made over $418 million. That is a lot of money, but for Disney, probably not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, how much did they buy Star Wars for? Like uh, $4 billion? Yep. What's $4 billion divided by $418 million? It's a lot of Snow Whites. Do you have any more fun facts? That is all for now. Maybe I'll throw some in at the end. Walt Disney, who created these lovable characters, brings to motion pictures a new medium for a greater art. And it looks like a Snow White Christmas for all. All right, so this movie, you know, growing up in a house of boys, you know, we have we have one other brother, Matt, who could we ever convince to come on this show? We might be able to. I don't know. He's too busy saving lives. <laughs> yeah, he is a doctor. He is saving lives. Um, we, we certainly didn't have a, a prevalence of Snow White in our house, nor Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty or any of the more girly movies, which is which is too bad because they, they are they have their merits for sure. I don't recall watching this movie before watching it just a couple days ago to prepare for the show. What's your Snow White history? And did you have any preconceived notions about this movie before seeing it? It's probably the same as mine. Yeah, I mentioned last episode, I have not seen this movie, at least in whole. I've probably seen clips of it. A lot of my preconceived notions are probably from the Snow White ride at Disney World or, you yeah. know, it's like... Um, you go through the forest, you see the scary witch with the apple, and those are all things I've seen in the ride, that imagery, and I've probably glimpsed on TV or whatever, but yeah, not many preconceived notions as far as, like, I guess the story, but the story is simple, so it's kind of hard not to, you know, know it ahead of time. Yeah, the, the story is very familiar, and, and as are the dwarfs, those seem to have permeated pop culture to some extent. Um, and the whole poison apple and the witch and the, you know, the prince, the the love's first kiss or whatever, you know, saving Snow White. Those are all things that I, I'm definitely aware of. You know, as as we said in the intro episode, uh, I watched or we watched a lot of those Disney sing-along videos growing up. And there were at least a couple Snow White songs in some of those that I've seen many times. And again, like you said, the rides at Disney uh, Snow White's Scary Adventures is what you're referring to. They have that at, at Disney World. Uh, actually, not anymore. That's that's gone now. They still have it at Disneyland. I believe they have it in Paris and Tokyo as well. The one Disney World closed down because they built the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Oh yeah, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which is a really cool ride. And and, and again, those are <laughs> I've I've rode that ride before. I've watched Snow White. I think you you go into the mine with the dwarves mining for gems, and then you see the uh, the house at the end where they're dancing with with Snow White. Oh, and also at Disneyland, they have a uh, Snow White wishing well with some like sculptures of the dwarfs up on the waterfall and you can throw coins into the well and Snow White like sings back (laughs) 
like it makes uh, noise and stuff. Like you can go, I am wishing. I'm and it's wishing. like sings it back. One of the worst yeah. songs in any Disney movie, <laughs> probably. We are standing by a wishing well. So not a lot of history with Snow White, but we're going to dive into it. And in case you haven't seen it or haven't seen it for a while, here's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs in 60 Seconds. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. It's the story of a lonely princess whose evil stepmother, the queen, is out to destroy her because she's too beautiful. Run! Run away! Snow White flees, taking refuge in a cottage owned by seven strange little men. Doc, grumpy, happy, sleepy, bashful, sneezy, and dopey. There she teaches them how to clean and completely forgets about her evil stepmother that's out to kill her. The queen soon discovers Snow White's whereabouts thanks to a convenient talking mirror and magically disguises herself as an old hag. Conjuring up a poison apple that she convinces Snow White to eat, rendering her basically dead. I feel strange. The dwarfs take chase, trapping the queen on a cliff where she falls to her death. The dwarves mourn Snow White's apparent passing, but in true fairy tale fashion, it turns out the spell can be broken with love's first kiss, and a prince, who she had met briefly before in a somewhat creepy fashion, kisses her, breaking the spell and awakening her to live happily ever after. 1937 Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. All right, so David, we we watched Snow White. What was sort of your initial reaction to seeing this classic movie for, I guess, the first time? Yeah, it was the first time. Um, I expected it to be a good movie, and I think it was a good movie. It wasn't like something I'd watch every year, you know, maybe every five plus years. I didn't like absolutely (laughs) love it. It is a shorter movie. The runtime is... 80-something, 80 83. Yeah, 83 minutes, so relatively yep. short. But surprisingly, it felt slow to me. And I think that's just because modern animation is, you know, more jam-packed with content. And this movie is definitely a product of the times, slower-paced, which I'm sure live-action movies were as well at the time. So I wouldn't knock that against it. That's probably just my problem. Being a millennial, I'm always expecting, you know, action every, <laughs> an action scene every five minutes. Um, yeah, and you just moved to Denver on a whim. Yes. So, <laughs> so millennial of me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, the story is very basic, I think. Most people could probably tell you the story just from what they've seen in pop culture, even if they haven't seen it. Some of the songs are classic. Some of them are enjoyable. I think we mentioned the the Wishing Well song. It's kind of grating on your ears a bit. Um, and some of the ways that they represent or present like Snow White as a female are definitely a product of the culture of that time and like women in movies, I'm sure. Her greatest skill is cleaning. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I really enjoyed Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. You know, you mentioned a few things, the pace and that sort of thing. The pace is very unique, very interesting to me because it starts off very quick. Like you get in fast. They have, I think there's a storybook that opens and then you you meet Snow White. You meet the prince who like immediately falls in love with her. You get the gist that this queen is mad. Then Snow White, like in the first, I don't know how many, just few minutes, you, you dive right into the plot. But then it like lingers with her and the dwarfs for a long time which I actually really liked that stuff, so that didn't really bother me. Um, There's not a lot of plot that happens there. It's a lot of character development, I suppose. There's seven dwarves to get to know. 
you know, and then you get the you get the witch and you get the apple and then the prince shows up. The prince is in like the, the first 30 seconds and the last 30 seconds. Um, he kisses her and saves the day. What I was most impressed by in this movie was the animation. For a movie that came out in the 30s, <laughs> it is really incredible. So much of the movie is... I mean, it goes without saying because obviously they have to be in sync with voices and stuff, but so much of the movie is in sync with the music and there's great sound design. The, the sequence with the animals cleaning the house is just like perfectly in sync with the music and it just like has a great rhythm. Everything has a great rhythm and style. There's a lot of humor in the animation. There's a lot of like really funny sight gags that I'm like, how do they, how do you do that? <laughs> like there's nothing to aid them. You know, there are no computers. It's just amazing what they could accomplish back then in many different ways, whether that was these musical numbers or these, you know, cleaning sequences or there's just a lot of very impressive sequences that really kept me very engaged, despite the kind of shallow plot. That reminds me of one thing I forgot to mention. Something I noticed right off the bat was how actually like scary the witches or I guess she's not a witch at that point. The queen. And like how she's like summoning a spirit in the mirror and she's asking the huntsman to like tear out Snow White's heart and bring it to her. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I was not expecting that in a kid's movie. And I think that those things probably came from the fairy tale. I don't know if it was a Grimm's fairy tale or whoever the author was from the, yeah. you know, the old, the original story. Um, but those like darker things definitely stood out to me. I don't know. I feel like as a a young kid, some of those things would actually be pretty terrifying. And that's not something that they really put into the modern Disney movies. Um, so that's one kind of like initial thing that I noticed. Yeah, I haven't done the research on it, but I feel like Snow White wasn't necessarily catered towards kids. It was probably just a movie for anyone it being this groundbreaking thing that, that may not have been what they had in mind when they made it. And <laughs> with the upcoming movies, Pinocchio and what's after that? Pinocchio, Fantasia, you know, Three Caballeros. A lot of those aren't don't really seem like kids movies in a lot of ways. But I think Pinocchio gets pretty messed up, too. Yeah, that's one I haven't seen in a while. Fantasia is, you know, an or it's a, it's a concert experience. I think they were going for a number of different things. I mean, they're generally family friendly, but I think. In later years is when they really started started catering towards towards kids. I think the most impressive sequence for me, well, two sequences. I mentioned the cleaning sequence, but also the the the, the dance scene uh, where Snow White's dancing with all the dwarves. Grumpy's playing the organ, and they're all singing and dancing. And that is the sequence that was on was on that Disney sing along tape that we had. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've seen it a number, a number of times, and the uh, song is very catchy. And the animation's very impressive. Yeah, so much going on. You'd wonder how long it took them to draw all of that. And they also had this innovative multi-plane camera that they could take advantage of, where you could have multiple layers of artwork. So if you notice in the movie, the, the backgrounds are very much uh, static, as in their one painting uses the background, but then they could have multiple drawings of the characters on top of that but all those things could sort of shift in 3D space. So the trees and the distant background and the characters could all kind of be moving. What do you call that? Parallax? 
like what happens on the iPhone now when you when you turn it, <laughs> yeah. you know, the background moves a little bit. <laughs> they were early innovators of the of the animated parallax. Yeah, and then they also used rotoscoping, which to me the description kind of sounds like a basic motion capture. So they would have film frames of real people moving around. They dressed up one guy as like a dwarf with a mask on and then they draw over those frames. It's kind of like tracing real imagery so that they can make more realistic movements in the characters. Um, one, one character I wanted to bring up, and I'm sure as we go through these movies, there will be more things like this t- of note. But uh, I found Dopey <laughs> to be a little too mentally handicapped <laughs> to be a mistake. Yeah. It would have been frowned upon in today's times yeah i don't know if they could get away with that today he he is just a little too stupid i suppose it's great comic relief but at the same time it's kind of it's kind of awkward (laughs) yeah i mean he was lovable i guess but And, and he's probably the most beloved dwarf of them all the Disney parks do uh, a number of running events, marathons, half marathons, 5Ks, whatever. And their biggest one is called the Dopey Challenge. Um, I guess it's ironic where you have to run like a 5K, a half marathon, and a marathon within like three days or something crazy like that. And it's called called the Dopey Challenge. Um, so he, he, still, he still lives on in some ironic form. Did you know that Snow White is only 14 years old? <laughs> Does that make it... More creepy? <laughs> well, it says the guy's name, Prince Florina. That's his name. Okay. It says 17 to 18. So depending on which one of those it is, yes, that would be <laughs> illegal. But let's just assume he's 17 to make it a little bit less weird, I guess. What country are they in? Maybe maybe the, the laws are different there. I don't know. She does appear in Ep- in Germany at, at, at Epcot. So I think it's... I think it's assumed it's somewhere in in uh, Deutschland. Okay. Well, their whole relationship is pretty shallow, I would say. They've probably spent 30 seconds with each other. <laughs> She's at the wishing well, like singing for her love to come. And he comes and she runs away scared, which she should because <laughs> an adult is going after her. Oh. Hello. Oh. Did I frighten you? Wait. Wait, please. Don't run away. He truly did love her, but that's kind of weird because, you know, they don't even know each other, but love at first sight is a real thing, I guess. And I, su- I suppose. I guess it was more of a acceptable relationship probably back in the, the 30s than <laughs> it is now in today's storytelling, but I don't know. It would have been, like, ar- arranged back then. Yeah. Arranged and forced. I wanted to bring up the music in this movie. Uh, I know you're not a fan of the Wishing Well song, but there are a number of songs in this movie that really have, have lived the test of time. Most people would be pretty familiar with Whistle While You Work. There's also Hi Ho. I think the most famous is Someday My Prince Will Come, but as a Disney classic, still used uh, often, a very, a very classic song. I think it's actually become a jazz standard as well. You hear a lot of different recordings of it. That Snow White's voice actress, Adriana... Casalotti. Her voice is so <laughs> high. It's ridiculous. I mean, I guess they got somebody that could sound like a 14-year-old 
probably, but for a grown woman, her voice is pretty crazy how high it is. She was uh, born in 1916, so she was 21 at the time, or maybe 20, you know, when they were making the movie. Okay. And she lived to till 1997. She was 80 years old. Fun facts about Adriana Casalotti. Died of lung cancer. <laughs> and her ashes are scattered at Newport Beach, California. <laughs> All right, so we'll get back to the movie. We need to define some sort of rating system. We have yet to do that. I'm fine with it just being completely arbitrary. <laughs> Let's rate this one out of dwarves. What is, what is your rating out of seven? Seven dwarfs, okay. And you also have to pick which dwarf that, that rating is at. All right. So out of seven dwarfs, I'd give it a four. Four happies out of seven. It's a happy movie for the most part. It's good. It's not great. Definitely room for improvement in the story and characters, but solid animation work for the times and i think a four out of seven is fair as we've discussed i think i did like this more than you i give it i'm going six out of seven i'm going happy 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 and a little doc (laughs) i just really was impressed by this movie not just as the first animated feature but just as an animated movie in general and and yeah the year that it came out does add to that because i i understand the context of what they generally had to work with and what had never been done before but at the same time, I was very entertained. There are many sequences in it that I really enjoyed. So with that, I will give it a six out of seven. Wow. <laughs> and that wraps up this episode, this premiere episode of the Disney One by One podcast. David, you are the fairest one of all. Thank you for joining me. Don't forget to give us a rating and review on iTunes. We'll see you next week with Pinocchio. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Disney One by One podcast. If you have any questions or suggestions, send us an email to Disney1x1 at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Disney1x1 and at Disney1x1.com. We'll be back next week with another exciting episode of the Disney One by One podcast.